Welcome to House of Hope Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from this past Sunday. For more information about other messages or events at House of Hope, visit www.ihope.today. So, yeah, everybody was, I hope so, 21, we got 21% remaining, so we got time. Um, at home with Reva, oh no, she's fine, Reva's the one that's not feeling so hot, she's throwing up, her finger has been... stream it. No pressure. It's upside down, then it's not us, it's them. Could you imagine? Someone's, oh, that's okay, I got it. <laughs> Alrighty, well, I guess we'll get uh, started unless there's any more conversation we want to have quick. No, it's just, it, oh man, like, what a morning. Sundays are great. Who likes Sundays? I used to hate Sundays. I, oh, my mother-in-law is walking through the door right now. We were waiting for you, Wendy. <laughs> yeah, she came down from Edmonton. and Yeah, we were waiting just for you. Okay, enough with the hugging. Sit down. We want to get this boat going. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how are you? Everyone doing okay at home? <laughs> No, uh, Levi, he's, he's throwing up, so uh, it's been quite a morning. We started off with that, and woke up this morning, and I was all alone in my room, and I'm like, where's Ash? And yesterday we went out for her birthday supper, and she got a little baby Yoda that her mom got handmade for her. Ash is obsessed with her little baby Yoda, for crying out loud. Oh, oh yeah. So I woke up, and I saw him. He's looking at me. I'm looking at him. I'm like, Okay, interesting. So she said, yeah, Levi's throwing up. So this morning she was talking with Levi's diabetic doctor to make sure we're on the right track and everything. He said, yeah, you guys are doing good. Just keep it going. I'll keep my phone on all day. So if you have any questions, problems, we're like, well, we're just going to say we're not going to have problems. But yeah, so it's the thing we feared the most has come to stomach flu. Like, it's okay if you're a regular person whose body can make insulin. But I guess for diabetics, it's a really big problem. Like, the, the stomach flu, hey, Rush, it's, uh, it's scary. But you know what? We're just not going to speak that over them. 
That's good. And you know what? It's hilarious because this totally ties into my message. I'm like, oh my God, you're a funny guy. You are so funny. Um, so yeah, no, it was great because I was asking God. I was like, God, so it sounds like and it feels like I'm going to be speaking out of the Old Testament today. And I was looking everywhere and I found my favorite Bible. This is the one I had. And I know a guy in probably remembers that the day I was speaking at uh, the other church we attended. I had the Bible in my hand, and I was getting ready, and I was flipping through it, boom, and I had the other hand, part in my hand here. I had two parts of this Bible in my hand. So I had half the New Testament over here and the rest, and the whole message, I was so distraught, because I was like, I just, I just wrecked my Bible in front of everybody. It's just ripped in half. But a lady was really nice. She uh, said that she knew of a place that actually rebounds them in Kelowna. So she said, if you give me your Bible, I'll get it rebound and don't worry about it. And it came back really good. The only part I'm choked about is, uh, you know, the little bookmarks. Mine was great because I had it all like graded and knotted and stuff so I could really feel where I was and just go, bam, open it up nice and quick. And two, I could roll it up. I could stick it in my back pocket. And oh, it was just, oh man, like I loved it. Like I worked this thing. There's coffee stains in it because I, in class one day, I told a joke and coffee went all over the place. And and what else is really special? I don't know if some of you have ever done this going through some of your old Bibles, but you look at the highlighted stuff. And you look at the stuff you made notes on and you're like, whoa, whoa. And it just reignites something in you. Sorry, my computer, this is the other good thing. I fired up my computer this morning, and I'm like, oh, my notes are on here. Yeah, I didn't charge my computer last night. So we're, we're running out of gas. So I quickly, during the worship service, I emailed it to myself. So I pull up my phone. We just finished and off where we left off. So. But, uh, yeah, this morning, Ash and I have been talking about... Um, something that she heard on a podcast. She's very into, um, um, if you're listening, hon, I do care what you what you listen to. She listens to this Mother Like a Boss and um, minimalism, like how to make your home more fit, uh, efficient with less stuff, how to live, you know, like with really nothing. I don't know how some families can do it with four dishes. But I don't get it, but it makes dishes easier. But the one girl that she listens to is a Christian, and they got on the conversation of self-fulfilling prophecies and self-fulfilling conversations that you have with yourself. And I was like, this is good. This is good. And it got me thinking about one scripture in Matthew twenty-two thirty-six. I'll just say it out right now so you don't have to worry about flipping. It says that Jesus is talking and was asked the question, Lord, what is the greatest commandment of all this? It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul. Love your neighbor as you, as you would you love yourself. And the greatest of these is love. And I'm not going to go and re-preach a message that Jeff uh, spoke a while ago. He did such a beautiful job. It, yeah, no problem, buddy. And if you missed it, please check it out. Like, it was awesome. It was really challenging in the sense of these are all great, but the greatest of these is love. And it's like, what does that mean? But Jeff will tell you in that message. Now, I can tell you from personal experience that loving your neighbor for me is, I don't know about anybody else, but it's probably the easiest thing for me to do. It's easier for me to love other people. Does anyone else find that? Like, I can love someone else easier? Yeah? Yeah, okay. So I'm, okay, thank God. I was praying and fasting this week that somebody else would feel the same way. 
And that is funny because I don't fast. There's nothing fast about them for me. They are very slow. Um, yeah. But my next-door neighbor, he's much old, he's quite a bit older than me. He's pretty much like my grandpa, but he's our neighbor. And him and his wife, phenomenal people. We are so lucky to live beside them. My neighbor and I, we always get talking about hunting. He's like, hey, Dan, come check out what we got. And I go into his little garage there, and he's like, look what my boys got. There's, like, elk and bears and deer hanging. I'm like, that is awesome. He's like, you want some meat? I'm like, sure, yeah, I'd love some. So he keeps us fed when I'm really struggling through the hunting season, which is a lot. I go for some fantastic walks. I think my problem is, is I bring the boys out, and I'm like, hey, boys, we're going to be quiet. They're like, okay, Dad. And they got their, like, noise-canceling uh, phones on. So they're, like, screaming at me, and I'm like, shh. And they're like, quick. And one time, I got to tell the story, rabbit trail. I told Isaac to wait in this one spot, and I just like, He's like, we're, we're going to just go to hand signals. I'm doing my thing in the bush. Sit down. All of a sudden, I feel this hand go tap, tap, tap. I'm like, what is that? And Isaac's like, hey, Dad. I'm like, what's going on? Why don't you leave that? The guy's getting scared. I'm like, we were like two feet away from each other. How'd you get scared? So, we're, you know, we're trying to learn. We're trying to grow. We're trying. I'm trying to show them. And they get really excited when they start seeing things. And then they start screaming, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. So. <laughs> so we might be taking a special offering up for counseling for them, maybe. I don't know, but uh, so my neighbor and I, we every morning we say hi, we talk, and every Christmas they give us uh, um, cookies. His wife bakes cookies, and every Christmas she is so faithful. We just you know, knock on their door, and we're like, "Oh, hey, Donna, how are you?" And she's like, "Here, I made a huge plate of cookies." And I'm like, "Holy cow! I don't know how I'm going to eat all that by myself." But you know, we she's baking and everything. And, She's, hmm? Oh, man, I do my best. Like, it's a lot. And she gives them books, and she gives them toys, and she's like, my grandkids are all grown up now, but you guys are so good. So we got, like, I don't think we've had to buy toys for them in, like, two years. She keeps them well fed. But it's like, it's easy for me to love them because we just, something about it clicks. And it's the same with people in the church. It's like, Ash always asks me, Dan, you're so quick to forgive. You know, I've been hurt. Multiple times, like, if I start thinking about it right now, I might start crying because I feel like, wow, I should be more upset about it. But the thing is, is I love that person. I want to see the best in that person. I want to see them grow and change because I've asked God a long time ago, God, show me the gold in that person. Because I don't care how sinister you are or how bad you think you are, you may even think you're the Antichrist some days. There is gold in you, and it's worth trying to get it out. I don't know. That's just something God's placed in me. And in saying all this, there's always one person I do have a trouble with. And I was like, I'm kind of contradicting myself. But there's one person. Yeah, it's Rayanne. Nailed it. Oh, this is awkward. This is so awkward. I'm sorry, sister. (laughs) But there's one person I struggle with, and Ashley was reading this message, and she's like, are you going to say my name? What's going on? But it's me. I have a hard time loving myself. And it's like I'm not, I'm not bringing down anybody. I'm not bringing down any illness. Like I don't struggle with depression, but I just, I have a hard time loving myself. 
hard time of accepting what other people say about me. Because for me, it's easy to go and be like, Jeff, that was a great message. But if someone says, Dan, that was a great message, it's hard, you know? And I know we've all gone through that in some point in time in our life. But I'm like, okay, God, why is it? What is going on? Which then brought me to one of my favorite people in the Bible. I love King David. So right now, I've been speaking. Let's turn to 1 Samuel, chapter 30. And I want to tell you what I love about King David here. The way his story starts is phenomenal. We all know how he started, right? He started off as a baby. Yeah, okay. And then he grew, and then he became a... What was his profession? Let's go. What did he do? He was what? Sorry, sorry. Shepherd. Exactly. And then he became a king. He started off as a baby, as Jeff said. I can't forget that. I don't want anyone to feel left out. And then he became a shepherd. He went out to the battlefield. To, just to, as the Veggie Tale story explains it to me. <laughs> Junior the asparagus goes out. <laughs> it was really good. It was really yeah, David and the giant pickle. Watch it. It you know, it'll change. Yeah, it's solid. Solid. It's solid theology. They totally. <laughs> but he goes out there. He was like the runt of the of the litter, as it were. But he became a fighting machine. Like there was not an army he couldn't defeat. There was nothing he couldn't do. Like I tell you. With Valentine's Day that just came around, can't remember the story when he wanted to marry this one woman? His father-in-law said, okay, well, go and get me 200 foreskins. That's crazy to me. Right. That is not my job. Parents, do your job. So David goes out and does it. I'm more of a, hey, why don't you buy chocolates, flowers, you know, kind of thing. But no, he goes out and he does this. And the thing that baffles me is he killed all of them. It's not like he went up and said, hey, man, this is what I'm doing. Can I borrow it for a quick second? He slayed all these people, brings them back. He's fine. And he's like, here you go. Here's these bags. Like, wow. Like, yeah. And he says, you're my woman. And there's other things. Like, I, I just, the way he does life, he's just like, I'm going to take it, whatever. It's this guy. He just is powerful with this. And then later on, uh, Samuel anoints him and says, hey, John, and like, I just, sometimes I think David had, I wish, well, I don't know. I hope he had ADD or ADHD because it's like, he goes up to Saul and he's like, cut your cloak, see, that's how close I was to you. Like, wow, David. But he's like, no, I'm not going to lay my hand on God's anointing. I'm going to cut his cloak. Right? And then he goes off into the wilderness, writes psalms, and then he's like, okay, i got to get this figured out. And then he becomes king over the land. But this one story in uh, 1 Samuel really interests me. I struggle with a lot of the words because it's the Old Testament. So some of them I was taught in Bible college, if you don't know how to say the words, read it really fast. Because then people think, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. I have no idea what I'm talking about. So I'm going to skip because it's quite a bit here. So, but uh, it, in verse one, then it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day, and the Amalekites. Um, now you're all like, I'm going to listen and watch them read really fast. 
had made a raid on that place and on the Ziglan and had overthrown Ziglan and burnt it with fire. And then took captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great, without killing anyone, and carried them off and went on their way. So when David and his men came to the city, behold, it was burnt with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Pretty crummy way to come back home. Like, hey, welcome home, David. She's on fire. (laughs) Then David and the people who were with him lifted their voices and wept until there was no strength in them to weep. And David's two wives have been taken captive. Um, Yep, you all know how to read too, so there you go. Uh, The widow of Nabal and Shemelna. Moreover, David was greatly distressed because the people spoke of stoning him. For all the people were embittered, each one because of his son and his daughter. But David strengthened himself in the the Lord his God. And David said to the priest, the son, I don't know why they have to mention the son of this guy. Like, just tell me. People bring him to ephod. <laughs> and then I'm just going to do my own rendition now because the words are getting hard and I didn't really read it all. But David goes out. He says, you know what? Enough's enough. We're going to bring this back. So then David went and he and 600 men who were with him uh, came to the brook Grosser where they left behind remains. So he goes out with his 600 men. We're Thank you, April. I just got lost. They come up to the river and then said, oh, perfect. Thanks, April. They couldn't go any further. So David said, all right, whoever can cross. So 200. So now he's even smaller of an army, right? And he says, we're going to still do this. We're going to do this because I know what's happened. I know what God's anointed me with, and I've seen God working in the past. So then eventually they come up to this Egyptian slave. He's all hungry and all worried. And David says, hey, tell me, where are you from? Tells him where he's from. He says, this is how I'm going to do this. David asks, will you take us to your master? The Egyptian slave says, I will if you promise to make sure I'm safe, to make sure nothing happens. David promises him. The guy leads him to his master. And David does the David thing and just slays everybody and takes back his family and all of that was stolen from him. With 200 guys against an army. 400. I don't know why it says two in mine, but... Yeah. 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 I was going to say, I researched this. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I was going to say, I read it. Re- I was just joking when I said I didn't read it. I actually did. That's a good story. And it's right, yeah, hallelujah. Hey, thanks, no problem. <laughs> but I would just back up the story a little bit. David couldn't have done this if he was feeling the way he was feeling. Oh, I can't do this. You know, the thought of people stoning him, is that would have been terrifying. They wanted him dead because here is their champion, He's not there, and it's like, David, if you didn't do whatever it is you did, this would not have happened. So now the only thing we have is we're going to kill you. It's like, okay, wow, that's drastic. But they were so grieved, and they they were just so angry with David that they wanted to stone him. And David said, you know what? Maybe I should have. Why did I do that? Why did I not? Why? 
you know, we get into that that downward spiral. The fact that his family is taken away from him. I would have been devastated. What kind of husband, what kind of father would I be if my family got taken away? What if I was there? But David knew what to do. But he found strength in the Lord his God. He strengthened himself up. He didn't say, oh, i got to make sure I bring all these people with me to, you guys all encourage me. He found it within himself. He looked at what it is that God has done with him. He must have remembered the killing of Goliath. That's a pretty big deal. This small shepherd boy comes out five rocks. God anointed him as king. The fact that he he had David and his great and his mighty men, like they were decimating all that opposed them. When the world said no way, David, David said Yahweh. When the world says, no way, there's no way you can do it, you say, Yahweh, I can. Yahweh says, I can. He strengthened himself up in the Lord. And he knew where he was and he knew where he stood. The words we say have effect on not just the people around us, but they also have effect on our lives. That's what I love about our church, and that's what I love about the fact that we have declarations. Because we sometimes, I know for myself, I get into that, well, here's our other, like this morning, we gave our offering declaration. We get into that mindless, guys laughing, we always have fun with them. But you just get into that mindless, I uh, just go through the motions. I'll go, and you know what, Grandma Chris really challenged me on that. Uh, I think it was a few years or so back that, do you know what you're saying? Do you know what you're speaking into the spiritual and physical realms right now? I have no idea. But then I started thinking about it and I started challenging and really digesting what it is that she said. And it's like, yeah. Like you said this morning, we believe, I declare for jobs, better jobs, raises and bonuses, checks in the mail. Um, and this is why I'm excited that Steve Backlund's coming. I don't need to put a plug in for Steve because he, he's really good on his own. But he wrote a children's book. You guys all have seen it. You know, let's laugh at that. It's in our library. A lot of our kids probably have it. It's an awesome book. It's not just applicable to children, but it's also applicable to us. And I remember when Steve was going through this with us, and I tended to forget what he taught on this, was when a lie comes in, you laugh at that lie. Like we were talking about this morning. And moms, I'm very proud of you for standing up. You're fantastic mothers. Fathers, you're fantastic fathers too. When the enemy comes and says, you're not. Yeah, right. That's not what God said. We take that and we laugh over it because laughing forces us to let it go. A lot of actual studies have been found on that. Laughter, they say laughter is your best medicine. It's not just a Robin Williams, Patch Adam kind of thing. It's an actual letting go because you're, you're opening yourself up for vulnerability. You're opening yourself up and just letting it go. And then you're not allowing that fear to continue to travel into your heart. Because who knows, the longest, the longest distance for truth to go is from here to here. That is the longest road to travel. But if we can stop a lie, and if we can continue to flow a truth down, it gets quicker. Um, I don't know if how many of you know my dog. 
I had to mention this. My dog, Mort. I love him with all my heart. He's a fantastic dog. He's a German shepherd slash something. He's a rescue dog. And you're like, where's he going with this? I just preach and speak all over the place. So just if you follow with me, it'll be great. But, but my dog has a problem, lots of problems. He, he does. He needs prayer. He needs lots of prayer. But he's terrified of our floors. It, it is. It's a real thing. We have the fake hardwood floors in our house. So when you come over to our house, you see carpets everywhere. Carpets to help my dog go outside to use the bathroom. Carpets to go upstairs to where his bed is so then he can go to bed at night. And even carpets just so he can get to the kitchen to motor around. The only time he has a brave moment is when my dad shows up. Because then he's like, maybe I should. Nah. Then he goes back to the couch. My dog is so terrified of the floors that we, when we first moved into the house, we had our his food and the water. We had it somewhere else, and he had to cross a bit of the floor. He looked so tired and so drained, we couldn't figure out, like, what is wrong with the dog? And like, well, maybe he's thirsty. And he's like, well, stops over there. You can walk. Like, it's not a problem. No, I brought it closer to him, and he ate. Like, he hasn't eaten meat in years. He drank, he's finished one bowl, and he's like, I need another. And so, because I can talk and, like, Dr. Doolittle with him. <laughs> so we got through that, and I was like, holy cow, dog. But I, and I said to Ash, I was like, I just don't understand how he can let his fear cripple him to the point that he's willing to go hungry and thirsty. Because usually you got that thing of, well, there's food. I'm so hungry, I'll crawl over hot coals to get to it. I'm so hungry or thirsty. That's, yeah. So it's like, more. just figure, you've been, we've been in this house for five plus years. The stairs, we have, four, we have four steps. Four steps. And he sits at the bottom and he cries and he whines. And it's like a huge production to get him up there. We didn't have the carpet. I had to carry him up there. And it's like, Dan, how much have you let fear stop you from doing things? I was like, oh, God, don't do that. The words we say can hinder us and can stop us. The words we say can actually make us starve and go thirsty because of fear. Because if we're speaking fear, what if? And I love what Jeff is saying, should. Well, should I do that? I don't know. Doesn't make sense. Is, is it right? Is it? Is it? What if? But if you say, you know what? No, I can do this. I can walk across the floor. I can write that exam. I can be an amazing parent. I can be an amazing leader. I can be whatever the situation is. Uh, Dr. Neil T. Anderson said something that I just, I really like his books help me out through a lot of stuff, but he says, the most important belief we possess is the true knowledge of who God is. The second most belief is who we are as children of God, because we cannot consistently behave in a way that is inconsistent with how we perceive ourselves. If we know we're children of God, let's act like it. Right? Right, yeah. We know we're children of God. What happened? I just, before I keep going any further, what is it that God has 
told us that even if it's just head knowledge right now, I want you to think about it. What is it that God has told us that we can, and I'll even say it just because I want to get everyone thinking, cannot do? What is it that God has said about you? And I know we preach about it and speak about it all the time. What's that? Oh, yeah, I, I love feedback. Like, yeah, no, I'm, that's, I want to hear something. What is it that God says you can do and cannot do? Mm-hmm. You can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So can you heal the sick? Why? You can, you can raise your voice and speak up. Like, I'm okay with that. I have children who yell. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So we can, when we put our hands on someone who's sick, you better believe God says we can. We, when we are, are financially strapped, God says, I will provide for you. And we can lay hold on and say, you know what? Yeah, God's got this. How's he going to do it? I love God math. I really do love God math. But I can pray into that situation, not, well, just sit there and be whatever. I can comfort people because it's the Holy Spirit through me giving me the words to say to people. I am intelligent because I have the mind of Christ. I am able to do because I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. When I go into a room, I change the atmosphere. Why? Because it's Christ in me. words we say, just like David, they change, our, they change our attitude. Not just for people, but for ourselves. Again, if David just accepted the fact that he was nothing, do we honestly think the story would have ended the way it ended? Would he have gotten back up on his horse? Would he have charged into the enemy and taken back everything that was rightfully his? He would have, exactly, he would have been stoned. He would have allowed fear to enter his heart like my dog, and he would have starved to death. I want to read another thing. And it's going to come, once you, once you hear it, you'll be like, that's awesome. But I am powerful. And what I believe changes the world. So today I declare, God is in a good mood. He loves me all the time. Nothing can separate me from his love. Jesus' blood paid for everything. I will tell nations of what he has done. I will not be ashamed of what he has done for me. I am important. How he made me is amazing. I was designed for worship. My mouth establishes praises to silence the enemy. And everywhere I go becomes a perfect health point. And with God... Nothing is impossible. Those declarations we say, declarations we do, you can't be going through the motions because I am powerful and what I believe changes the world. 
We've been sent on this world as ambassadors, as carriers of the message. I will tell nations of what he's done. God has done something in each and every one of our lives. And it's all different, and it's all relevant to the crowds and the people you, you speak of, speak to. There's a purpose. You have a purpose. You have a reason to be here. You have, we all have purpose to be here on the planet. And it's all different, but it's all the same, if that makes sense. I always say, what is, what, what is God's plan and his vision? What, what is it that he wants? It's reaching and helping people find and follow after him. Because I get caught up, oh, should I take this? Is this God's will? Is this, this, is this? No, this is what my job is. This is what God's created Dan Melvin to do. And that's to be a nightmare to the devil. I don't care if it's like, well, I don't like that. I don't care if you don't like that or not. And really, that's the other thing God's created me for is I don't care what people think a lot of the time. It's good. But sometimes it can be bad, especially in a lot of social settings where Ash is like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. And then she stands up and does damage control. And then it's just. But I'd be me. Yeah, and she be, and she is her. <laughs> and that we're still working on that scripture, you know, where two become one. And she's like, I don't, I don't know if I like that right now. I don't want to be associated with that. I'm like, you get to, though. <laughs> What I'm saying is, love the Lord your God with all your soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself, but also love yourself. I'm not giving a new command. I'm not rewriting the Bible. Please don't go around on here and be like, man, that guy, he just rewrote the Bible. That's not what I'm saying. But if we're going to love our neighbors, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Just because you spend every waking moment with yourself, give yourself grace. Forgive yourself. What happened in the past is the past. What's going to happen in the future is the future. But today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. And what you do with it, I got that actually from Country Panda, just so anyone knows. Uh, I like, everyone's like, I've heard that. Isn't it a turtle that said that? Yes, it was. But I'm like, that's good. I'm going to use that. But today, what is it you're going to do? Speak life into yourself. You know? You're with yourself the most. You have the opportunity to speak life into yourself. And say, you know what? I can. And then go. I love coming to church on Sundays. Because we get to be surrounded with family. And we get to be lifted up. But I'm not with all of you all the time. Some of you are like... And Jeff's not with you guys a lot. Everyone's like, oh, double hallelujah. <laughs> I can't handle that much challenging. <laughs> but you're with me the whole time. The Holy Spirit's with you the whole time. And I, I just feel like, I don't know, I'm just really sensing that a lot of, some people here, it's like the Holy Spirit's just sitting on the sideline like, come on, I want to fill you daily. I think, Jeff, you talked about that last week, uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I think someone did. It's, it's, it's a daily filling. It's daily spending time. It's daily going out. Like, whenever you have a glass of water, you, it doesn't just stay full the whole week. You have to keep filling it daily. You fill that water, and then you drink of it daily. Water, coffee, whatever. So, 
Yeah, that's my story. I'm going to stick to it. But I want you to know, my heart in, the, in, the, in this is, you are powerful. And what you say can change, not just the world, but yourself. The circumstance you face, God says you can overcome it. Because he's already won the battle, and he knows you can do it. Is it, is it ugly? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But he knows you're going to get through it because he's beside you. So take courage. Take hold of that. So, yeah, that's it. But uh, we have a ministry team today. Come on down. I know there's probably going to be a lot of prayer. Um, sounds like the flu is really hitting a lot of people. Um, when we were talking to our doctor, he says, this is my 14th time around getting sick. So it's really trying to drag people down. So if you're feeling a little sick or whatever, you know what? I just believe that there's, there's healing tonight, today, not tonight. Uh, one day I might speak at a night message. But yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. But be blessed. Let's just stand and I'll close with a word of prayer. Lord, thank you for this. God, I thank you for what you're doing in our lives, God. And I thank you so much for your word that you've given it to us so clearly, God. God, I thank you that um, you meet us where we're at. God, even when we are questioning ourselves of what we're doing, God, you you continuously tell us, I love you. I love you. Nothing can separate my love from you, God, and everybody around us. God, I thank you that you always come after us, that there's there's no mountain you won't climb up to, no wall you would kick me coming after me, God. And so, Father, we just pray this morning, God, that our, our minds will not only accept that, but our hearts will accept that, God. We pray for the Audubon Highway to just hit our heart, God, and just accept that and know that we are your children, God, and that we have power, God, because you are king and we are your children, God, and this, and this community is yours. We just thank you and we praise you, God. God, I pray for healing. Holy Spirit, invade. God, just smack us where we're at, God, and we know you're going to do it in love, and we thank you for that, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to our Sermon of the Week. Our desire is that you will be changed by the love of the Father and the power of his presence. For more information about House of Hope, visit us at www.ihope.today.